Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Pineapple Theory Podcast. I am your host, Reese, and sadly, John is not here today, but we have the ever-amazing, the ever-beautiful, the ever-smart, the ever-awesome McKinley. Woo! Yes, I cheered for myself, but I'm happy to be here, so... Listen to this sound file. I like the, the last person. It always happened in school. Did you ever have it where kids would try and be the last clapper? Oh, yeah. Someone does it in this. Listen. Yeah. They can tell at You're the end right. it's two people like facing each other. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to stop. Who's going to stop clapping first? Yeah. It's like clapping chicken. Okay. I'm glad that you guys did that yeah. in your school. See, I remember very distinctly that. wondering how people knew when to clap in applause. Like when you know. Oh, you like, like, how did they decide to start and how did they decide to stop? You like to be, from the sounds of it, you like to be a middle clapper. Yeah. Where you want to, you don't want to be the first and you don't want to be the last. You want to be just in that middle bit. Unless I'm like, you know, really support supportive of the the clap reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the clap. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. get you. I get you. Anyway, we have a we have a shot to do. We do. If you're if you're up for it, if you're ready, we have. What have I said? What episode we're on? Episode forty four. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I said okay, cool. Episode forty four. We're doing a Christmas quiz. And in order to get in the Christmas spirit, we have to be slightly tipsy towards drunk, which is pretty much how most Christmases past the age of 16 are, you know? I guess so. I was a late bloomer, so. Okay. 18 plus. Let's keep it, <laughs> let's keep it family friendly. Okay. So I have a shot of Crown Royal, which is rye, which is whiskey. What do you have? I have some gin, which I think is festive because to me, gin tastes like Christmas trees. Okay. I've never eaten a Christmas tree. That's good. But the smell of a Christmas tree is what gin tastes like. Mm. Well, here's to that. Cheers to the smell of a Christmas tree. Wow. Peace up, A-Town. Yeah! Oh, Christmas trees taste gross. My one's not good. My one was not good. Did you say about the egg cup? No, I didn't. We did a shot because we're... I don't know how, sorry, this is burning. I don't know how, oh, Coda just came in. Um, I don't know how, but we don't have any shot glasses. Some, somehow we have, in the move, we lost we all of our shot glasses. so many cocktail glasses and mugs and all sorts, but we have one shot glass that I got in Germany and that's it. So we just did shots out of Highland Cow egg cups. But I kind of think they're their own They have become their thing. own thing. I mean, looking at it, the Highland Cow looks like he would be up for a shot. You know, he's pretty he's pretty funky looking. I mean, looking. Scottish. Plus Scottish, you know. But yeah, shot out of an egg cup. That's uh, that's where we're at in life. So, Christmas idea, if anyone wants to buy us any Christmas things. Um, you shot could, glasses? You could get us a, 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 an egg cup shot glass. How about that? That's <laughs> No, not a shot glass. No, I want a shot glass. I don't want an egg cup. That's what I'm trying to say. Whew. It's working quick. You're going to get an array of different egg cups and shot glasses yeah. we definitely don't need any more mugs or cocktail glasses we've got no, them covered you have a mug problem i don't have a mug problem i have a lot of mugs but it's not a problem i don't it's a problem because we can't fit them in our cupboards yes true true i'm british we're allowed to have a mug problem you also drink a lot of tea so i guess it makes sense to have lots you ever of seen mugs? those hooks that you can put into the bottom of your um yeah. cabinets to then hang them on I think old people use those. You're not a fan of that? No, because they don't hang in an organized at, way. We're recording in our kitchen and look at all this retail space that we've got here that is not being used. Yeah, but we are not 90-year-old 
people. It would solve the mug, like rather than having more stuffed in the cupboard and it's dangerous. Solving a problem with a different problem isn't a solution. I mean, amen to that. There you go. <laughs> that should be a quote of the, quote of the year from there you. There you go. All right. So, McKinley, this is the Pineapple Theory Podcast where we talk about movies, entertainment, games, and anything we want to. Whoop. You are the most Christmas Christmas person I know. Just the holiday season in general is really where you you like you like come to a new level of yeah. I of mean, life. I'm pretty much like enjoying coziness and indoor like mm-hmm. you know the the thing that people like to do at Christmas time. I kind of do all year round. Yes. So it really comes to me at Christmas time where because it's, it's appropriate. Like, it's like socially accepted <laughs> yeah. that you can nap and <laughs> that stay I can inside. just like live in a snuggie. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do it in summer. It's too hot here. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Mm. But right now, it is chucking it down with snow outside. It's very Christmassy here in Toronto. Um, all of our British listeners, hello. And um, <laughs> I don't know what you guys have, if you have snow or not, but out here in Toronto, we currently have a lot of snow, which is great, I think. I woke up this morning, opened the curtain, and was like, fuck yeah. And the dog was like, fuck yeah. I was like, fuck no. But yeah. it's only because after living here for my whole life, I always see the snow as the inconvenience it's going to cause. Mm-hmm. I think it looks nice from the window, but then immediately after the like, wow, look at it. It's a, it's followed by, uh, I'm going to have to walk in it. I got to put my boots on. Mm-hmm. There could be slippy. I could, you know, fall down on the ice. There's yeah. all the inconveniences that come with it. See, that's, I, so I was talking to someone today and I said, oh, what do you think of the snow? And he was like, oh yeah, it's great. And I was like, yeah, I'm excited too, but. I think it's because you don't see, this is going to sound real deep, get ready for this. <laughs> you don't see the moment, you see like in the future. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at it for when it's like two weeks down the line, two months down the line, and it's still here and it's all like brown and slushy and crap. Yeah. You don't see the magic of it currently snowing and setting white and there's uh, there's untouched snow out there. Untouched snow is one of the fucking best things in the world. To, go, to, to to just destroy it looks that, nice. right? To run in untouched snow. Yeah, Oof. I get it. My dad used to say when we were kids, though, that like when we would complain about the snow in like February, March time, mm-hmm. that it was our fault because we were so excited for it to snow for Christmas time. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So then I think I sort of adopted the like I can't wish for it at Christmas time, or else I have to like put up with it mm-hmm. in March and not complain. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I think that like the only t- like, I would go all all out confidence that like snow is amazing in December. Like it has to be. It has to be pure brilliant in December, even if it is slushy and crap. When it's fe- January, February, March, then yeah, I can I can see how snow could, can get annoying when there's no holiday season to really balance it out, and then it's just like it's just an inconvenience. But right now, like you know, Christmas lights, Christmas displays, snow outside, Christmas music, like. If, if you're about it, then this is the best time for it to snow. I agree. This is the best time for mm-hmm. it to snow. So, it's just so that just it don't, lasts. Don't think of next year. Don't think of past, <laughs> like, you know, it's like December 31st and then nothing. I still don't also like having to go out into it to take Coda to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Or like, but you get to see how much she thing. enjoys it. She does really itself. like it. But she goes kind of crazy. She does go crazy. She runs and run. I don't know how many of you guys listening have dogs. Um, we have uh, just over a one-year-old, and she loves the snow, 
but does go fucking nuts. Like, is on a lead and will just run round and round and round and round and round and then bury your head in the snow and then start kicking and running. And she ate my gloves. Yeah, so. she ate one finger off your glove. Yeah. Luckily, your finger was not in it at the time. No, but that wouldn't have deterred her because she, she loves gloves yeah, she no, or she, hates them. I think she doesn't like gloves because mm. whenever you put a glove on, your hand is just wrestling down. She's trying to get the glove She's off. She's always trying to swipe it. Mm-hmm. So I think she doesn't like them. Maybe. Fortunately, we can't ask her, so. True, we can't. But anyway, other dog listeners, let us know. Does your dog like snow and or love slash hate gloves? That would be great to know. You can message us at pineapple theory underscore podcast. Boom, got that in there nice and early. Normally, I'm about 50 minutes in before I say the Instagram. Is that like on Instagram? That's on Instagram. Yeah. At pineapple theory underscore podcast. You can follow us and message us and we will always reply pretty much. Um, we posted a bunch because a lot of you have been sharing your Spotify wrapped. Uh, and I ca- honestly can't believe it, but a bunch of you have us as like your number one podcast. And I I can't believe that because I listen to a ton of podcasts. So like to be number one would be like insanely cool. Yeah. So being number one for a bunch of you guys is awesome. And if John were here, I'm sure he would say how amazing that is. We've like, that's like, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so many people are listening to us, bro. Yeah. Do I have a sound button for John? I only have bad like, sound oh, buttons. Oh, my toe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my toe. Oh. There we go. See, John's really excited about it. Um, <laughs> no, like seeing how many different countries we're reaching through and like doing stuff like that, like is, is, is pretty sick. So thank you all for listening. Please continue to listen into, into, into 2022. Maybe we shouldn't have started this with a shot. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I'm feeling... I I'm, got that warm, fuzzy feeling. I'm feeling Mary. Okay. Mary Poppins. <laughs> I was thinking like the Virgin Mary. I'm about Christmas. to say some some stuff, and my UK people they're gonna back me up. They're gonna be like there. I'm sure they are. I don't know about you. I, f- for me, Christmas movies. There's mm-hmm. like Mary Poppins. I would consider to be Christmas theme ish. Is there snow? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I know that they're not Christmas movies. They're not about Christmas. They're nothing to Is do with it. Just it. that you watch them at Christmas time. The, the UK TV always puts them on around Christmas time. I have heard. I have seen that in England at least they do a like guide yes. for the TV, the TV at Christmas guide. time. Big thing, and it's huge, and it's got all of the movies and mm-hmm. when they're on, especially on Christmas Day and Christmas yep. Eve, and like scheduling time to watch movies Mm -hmm. is a thing Mm -hmm. like when they're on tv yes absolutely yeah that's not i've never we might have done a tv guide back in the day like (laughs) back in my day yeah i don't know if it's a thing anymore because of netflix disney plus and all these like streaming services but in the uk i do distinctly remember like looking at the christmas guide for what's going to be on tv and we would plan our day around that because also there would be christmas specials of things right yeah so say you enjoyed I don't know, like Michael McIntyre's comedy night or whatever. He would do Michael McIntyre's like Christmas Eve special. Or if you like, I don't know, Faulty Towers, which is an old TV show. Um, they would do like Christmas episodes only because like they'd stop Mary, the show. Not Mary Brown. Yeah, Mary Brown's it, chicken no. and tater. No, um, <laughs> no, it is Mary. No, Mary Brown's is the chicken and taters in Sarnia. Oh, what's what is Br- Mrs. Brown's, Brown's boys. boys? There we go. <laughs> Mrs. Brown's. Sorry, yeah. There's a there's a restaurant here called Mary Brown's Chicken and Taters, and it's very funny. Anyway. Mrs. Brown's Boys, yeah, they do their Christmas special, yeah. right? So you would get your TV guide and you would see, okay, what movies are on? And then when are these Christmas show special Specials editions? On. And so they were like on. probably first airing on Yeah, Christmas only. They stuff? would only yeah. play there and then you have to catch it on the 
catch-up tv or whatever yeah so like you'd be like okay well like the and like you know older people like strictly come dancing the christmas you know that's on at like 7 30 so you'd, you'd watch that and then you'd know that around 10 a.m is chitty chitty bang bang around three is you know home alone like mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah chitty chitty bang bang and mary poppins in my head basically just dick van dyke the actor who does the chim chimney chim chimney chim chim chiru mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff he is just like my British Christmas craving. Yeah, I've never seen Mary Poppins. Have you seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I have, Bang? yes. Okay. But we watched it for school and definitely not at Christmas time. Yeah. I don't know if I even really like the movies. It's just that I... Associate it's just them like, with Christmas. Yeah, it's just like a tradition yeah. thing. There we go. British versus Canadian Christmas. There's lots of things we do different. Very big differences. There's nothing to do with the Queen on Christmas here. Yep. Queen's, not- Queen's out. Queen's out in a lot of places in Scotland too. Like it's not, uh, I don't know. I don't want to be splitting the audience here, but some people will listen to the Queen's speech. Some people will not. Mm. Um, but I in, didn't even know it was a thing until yeah, we started dating. Most people know about it though. Like three o'clock normally, I think. It's like one o'clock or three o'clock. Queen will do a speech addressing the nation saying, hey, we had a good year or a bad year and here's hope and good wishing for everyone at Christmas. And I think that's kind of nice. It is, but why yeah i don't know yeah isn't she like jesus appointed jesus appointed not like the pope <laughs> the queen's not the like po- the pope it would make sense if the pope talked on christmas. i don't know i don't i really don't know the history i don't I think know much there's about something it. supposed to be sort of like divine about the queen it makes my grandparents very happy to listen to the queen's speech and to, to have that and my mom and dad listen to it and i and like I remember as a kid talking during the Queen's speech and getting in a lot of trouble. Oh. Like I would like, I'd be like, or I'd be playing with a toy or something and then I'd be like, they'd be like, shh, Queen is talking to us. Queen is here. Yeah. Like Lizzie's, <laughs> She's Lizzie's at our on door the mic. For like, two minutes. Everyone stop. Yeah. Like, so it's a big deal. Lizzie's on the mic. Lizzie's on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Queen's speech, that's one big difference. Another mm-hmm. big difference, um, food stuff. Yes. What? Oh, fact, no, before we even get onto food stuff, around the food table, we have Christmas crackers. Uh, and I don't know if that's just a your family thing or a Canadian thing. Um, I've definitely seen them, and I've seen them this year. You can buy them at, like, well, um, winners and winners stuff, and stuff like that. They have them. It's mm-hmm. definitely not been a tradition in my family, but I have done them before. So I would say that they are something here, but, like in my opinion they're just boring like we used to get like a pencil inside and yeah, that was but it it's, it's all about the jokes really and the little paper hat see I, oh, oh the paper hat yeah. why why do you care about the paper hat i f- i feel naked if i don't eat a christmas meal without <laughs> a paper hat on my head that's so funny because mm-hmm. i remember like distinctly as kids doing a christmas cracker at someone's house probably the first time and me and all my cousins being like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. like there's a tiny little paper crown yeah, in my that's hugely thing important. and a pencil. They almost and that was it. exclusively are too small or too big. That, it's either, I remember it's either it didn't like fit my dropping head. down your eyes during the whole <laughs> yeah. meal or it sort of just sits you wear on them the at very the table? top. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, this is the first thing. So, the meal is set. We're all sitting around the table. You then cross arms oh. and do your Christmas crackers around with everybody. Oh. Right? Yeah. So, then you all pull. And everyone gets one, oh, they open it. okay. I've seen it where, yes, they set them on your plates. Yes. As so you sit it's down. It's part of the part setup. Part of the setting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have your knife I and like fork that, on, you know, left and right. And then in front of you, in front of the plate with your dessert spoons is a Christmas cracker. I've seen everyone, pictures of that and I always wonder There you go. Why. So everyone grabs it before the start of the meal. Or, or some people might do it at the end of the meal. 
But I would say normally start of the meals, but definitely when I was raised doing it, you cross arms, people next to you, everyone grabs an end, and then you pull, they go you bang. Crack them all. And then, you know, if you get two, you'd be like, well, hey, I'm going to keep both of them. Anyway, <laughs> you then get like, yeah, a mini tape measure, a mini deck of cards, uh, a little frog that you can flick into a cup, like a, a die, a dice sort of thing, or some puzzle. I thought puzzle. you were going to say a Dyson. No, 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 no. I was like, how would that get in there? Well, you can <laughs> buy, like, you can buy bougie, like, Christmas yeah. crackers, where it's, it's like... It's got, like, a diamond ring in it. Yeah, it's, like, it. earrings yeah. and, and, and things like that. But in general, it's, like, these yeah, smaller, miniature items. I think I do remember doing them and feeling kind of disappointed, but it wasn't at a meal. It was just sort of like, oh, we have these, try them. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that you look for as a kid is what toy you got. And then mm-hmm. second is you get this terrible joke. And they're supposed to be bad, like, really bad. And it's kind of like a known thing. It's sort of like this is like the bad joke. And you'll like read a fortune about. cookie almost. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It would be it, often Christmas themed, like, you mm-hmm. know, like not good jokes. Anyway, and then you get your little paper crown. And then you'd put that on your head and it would slink down into your neck or it would just sit right on like the very Like right top. above your hair, yeah, basically. never fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. And if it fits you perfectly, you need to look at your own head and realize it's either massive it's or tiny. It's too big or too small. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no average head that this thing should yeah, fit. Yeah, it's how you know yeah. that your head isn't normal. Also, some people try and squeeze them on and they would tear. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to do some quick DIY to fix that, you know? So you and all the adult members of your family wear paper crowns at dinner? Yep. And then oh you, my gosh. Then you eat your so... meal wearing a, a, a this paper crown on your head. Like grown-up people. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, no. That everyone. never happened a single time. It's like offensive if you take it off. <laughs> like it would be like, "Whoa, James, what happened to the what happened to your crown, buddy?" You know, <laughs> Why yeah. did you pick James? I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, no, in all honesty, like you would wear it maybe like 2 minutes and then you take it off, but I would wear mine all the way through. Yeah. You know? I feel like the I'd kids probably that. would. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. At a kid's table, I could see and it. This but is I can't like imagine something... like my parents and grandparents wearing paper crowns. This is something dinner. I would actively look forward to on Christmas Day. Is like, I'm excited for the meal because of the crackers. Weird. I know. Very strange. I don't know. I like it. I guess it's a tradition. Whatever you did as a kid is always more like exciting. Something I never did as a kid, but I know it is a tradition, is Elf on the Shelf. Oh, this, so we've talked about this before. This mm. wasn't around when we were young. Oh, it's Like, a it's not thing. a Canadian thing. Okay. It, I, I think it's global. If not, maybe it is North American, but it only I've came out. I've seen people in the UK posting about doing this now. It only I, came out when I was like 16, 17. So it was well past our childhood. Okay. You want to explain to those who don't know? Essentially, the premise is that you get this little elf. He sits on your shelf. Yeah. And he's spying on you for Santa, basically. Mm-hmm. So you put him out with your decorations at like the beginning of December or it's whenever like your parents decorate. It's like a stuffed toy kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of um, sturdy. Mm-hmm. Like you can manipulate its limbs. Oh, it's like bendy. Yeah. Like Gumby. Yeah. But stuffed. Yeah. It's just got like probably a wire interior so you can bend its hands and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it stays in a position. And every day the parents are supposed to move, well, Santa. Santa. Or the elf. The elf itself, I guess, on Mm. the shelf. (laughs) The elf itself on the shelf. But the parents. Move the elf every day. Mm -hmm. And the kids are supposed to think that the elf is moving 
and it's watching them. So when they go to sleep, the elf moves around the house and gets into like little messes. Mm-hmm. And parents like to post the creative positions and things they put their elves in. Yep. So like they'll have baking things out on the counter or something when the kids get up like and it's like he was going to bake cookies, mm-hmm. but then he got frozen because you guys woke up. Mm-hmm. Or he's in the toilet. like wiping. But the big thing is so that parents can be like, oh, the elf is seeing you be bad and mm-hmm. he's going to tell Santa and you're not going to get any presents. So oh, it's the idea so it's that this, it's reminding basically what our parents would do. Like, mm. I mean, I don't know if your parents, I guess my parents. Santa's going to know. He's going to be on the naughty list. Yeah. If you, know. you threw any sort of like fit, any sort of upset mm-hmm. in December, it was immediately like, what is Santa going to think about this? You were doomed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then so you'd sorry. be like don't praying to Santa. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you ever write him a letter? Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Old time. H O H O. Old time. Where did your letters go? H O H O. That's the postal code for the North Pole. Ho ho ho. Yeah. Or just ho ho. Well, it's H O. Oh, I guess. Ho ho. H O H O H O. Actually, it should be ho ho ho. It's gonna be three. Yeah. H O H O H O. So you would then you would send it addressed to that. Yeah. You put the North Pole, Santa Claus, the North Pole. H-O-H-O-H-O. Mm-hmm. Put it in the mailbox. My mom and dad were clever. I would write a letter. And then my mom and dad would write the address. Because it was like a secret address. Like like they told, Santa told them where the address was. But they needed to. And then I would, I would put it through the letterbox and whatnot. But it would go to my grandma. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. So my grandma still to this day has my like letters to Santa. And it's basically just so that she would know what I want for Christmas. Yeah. My parents would photocopy them and Mm -hmm. they just said that they wanted it as a keepsake. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know, would put it in a scrapbook or something every year. Yeah. I'm sure my parents like photographed or photocopied or something. I remember like one day going to drop off the letters and stopping somewhere to have it scanned. Like my dad's work Mm -hmm. or something like that to scan it before we sent it away. But we got letters back from Santa. What? Yeah. Who, so how did they do that? Well, you send it to H O H O H O. That's a department at the mail post office. Really? So then we would get. They were typed. It said it was from Santa's elves or something like yeah. in communication yeah, yeah. with Santa, and it would basically just be like, "Thank you for taking the time to write Santa this year. He's very busy, but he got your requests. Like us elves are busy working. Blah blah blah. Like all that stuff." And every year you'd get something different about, you know, just mm-hmm. generic sort of response. I would always try and ask questions in my letter Ooh. and then he wouldn't answer you them. And I'd get, yeah, I'd get kind of annoyed because I'm like, he's just sending me to admin. Like mm-hmm. Santa is not actually seeing my letter. So what if the elves do something fishy? Mm-hmm. Didn't trust the elves too much. There are kind of, uh, yeah. I don't find elves cute or that. I find them a little suspect. A little creepy. Because, like, elves to me is, like, Lord of the Rings elves. And they're, like, tall, agile, fast, cool things. But, like, elves, well, elves in, like, always Christmas Santa movies are, elves. like, Oompa Loompa kind of, like, you know, vibe. And they... Short and pointy. Yeah, and it also seems a bit, like, why is Santa keeping them all there? Um, Like, a little... Like, slavey? I'm not going to say it. Because, you know, I don't want to be on the naughty list. But... <laughs> is that what you're getting at? Like he has them captured or something. Well, you don't see them rolling around, do you? They're well, they're they're happy. And in the well, here's the thing though, in the Christmas movies, they're like, he's like, ho ho ho, another year successful Christmas, and they're like, yay! And he's like, no, we start on next year, and they're all like, yay! 
and the second yay, he seems a little less to me. So I think, mm. I think he's keeping them there. I guess they will. <laughs> what? How many days off do they even get? They don't need days off. Do they have their like, work is fun? Do they, do they have a union? I don't know. I don't know. These are the things that I asked in my letter, but the elves never answered. Mm, I asked why they had curly toes, I remember. Ah. Like, why are their shoes shaped that way? I don't think they have curly toes. I think it's just the shape well, of the shoe. Well, that's what I asked them, but no answer. Mm. Interesting. Why do they? I guess it's just whimsical. I guess. Oh, I'm an elf. Anyway, speaking of elves, elf. On to the main part of the show. Oh. <laughs> we are going to do, as I said, McKinley is a little Christmas bunny. And no, not a bunny. That sounds also kind of like playboyish. Um, Christmas cracker. McKinley is a Christmas cracker. She loves Christmas. So I am going to quiz her on Christmas movies. So I have found a website that has them already pre-made. So I have not scanned or looked ahead on this. Basically... I have a title of the Christmas movie. You're going to tell me if you've seen it or not. And then I will ask you the questions that follow. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we will keep score somehow. Why? Just to see how many I get right? Yeah. I I, I feel like if there's there's no competition, then what's the point? I think Can you see the answers right away? Yeah. I have the answers all here. So Mm -hmm. we're we're all good there. So it's not really a competition. It's just just me to see. No, I just want to see how many you get. So if we ask you, say... 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 questions. I don't know what your percentile is. Okay. okay. And then maybe people can play at home. Mm-hmm. Give your own answer. I'll give you a couple seconds. If you answer correctly, mark it down. Then you can tell us at Pineapple with your own school podcast on Instagram, whether you beat McKinley or not. I feel like I'm getting put in my place because whenever I listen to you and like John, especially doesn't know the answers, I always get very enraged, but I feel like I'm not going to know all the answers because the pressure of being on the spot. Here's the thing. I need people to know that, like, we do lots of quizzes and fun things on this show. When there's a microphone in front of you, your brain turns to, like, 60% efficiency. Yeah. Like, it's not, I can feel it happening it's already. It's not all there. It, I don't know what happens. You could be, like, standing in a bus stop listening to this podcast, and it'll be like, which director of the 1969 film was a, you know, a female? And it'll be like, <laughs> oh, it was so-and-so. And you'd get it right away, right? But when you're on the spot, it's like... It was the hardest imaginary question no, ever. No, but that's the point. Like, you're super smart when you're in a relaxed environment where you just have to throw the answer around because you know yeah. it, right? That's why the basketball players miss free throws. That is why the basketball players <laughs> miss free throws. Free throws. Free throws. That's a really hard one for me. Any any Fs or THs, I struggle with a lot. Buy one, get one free. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, as it is the How, How I Met Your Mother Pineapple Theory podcast... Do you accept this Christmas challenge? I do. I will not wait. Mickey, oh. wait. Okay. I'm going to play the intro. You're going to then decide whether you do it or not. Okay? Mm-hmm. Please, enjoy yourselves, have fun, but don't touch anything. Thank you. Challenge accepted. Do you accept the challenge? Challenge accepted. that how you normally do it no no you're right. i didn't think and so you normally do it before it doesn't and then make I any sense because why I'm... would you play it to say challenge accepted if i'm I didn't? a little tipsy i know we shouldn't have started with the shot no and i'm also just pounding back this whiskey so to me it looks like you're slowly sipping but it is i guess straight it booze. is whiskey okay first movie you have to tell me if you've seen it or not also by the way harsh judgment from the audience if you haven't seen some of these movies mm. 
A Christmas Carol, 2009. Is that the one, the creepy Jim animated Carrey. one? Yes, creepy animated one. Um, I think I have seen it. I know the story okay, of so, A Christmas yeah, Carol. So I think the questions seem to be pretty generic as to like, just of A Christmas I know, Carol. I know A Christmas Carol. I religiously watched The Muppets A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. So, and we've recently seen that. So yeah. you could you could just go off of that. Okay. First question. What is the name of Bob Cratchit's son? Tiny Tim. That is correct. Woo. I'm just going to I'm going to write yes. Okay. Second question. What is the name of Scrooge's fiance? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. That's really hard. I have no idea. Just gonna pass. Probably. Apparently, it's Bell. No last name. Just Bell. B E L L E. Is he the Beast? Mm. Third question: What are the three Christmas ghosts that visit Scrooge? The ghost of a Christmas past, yep. present, and future. Yes, I'll allow that. It's the instead of future, it's saying Christmas yet to come. I guess I was gonna yes. say if you asked, I was yeah. like, I know it's. I, the I, yet to I'm come. gonna allow that, so we're all good there. Okay. How many years pass between Jacob Marley's death and his ghost visit to Scrooge? Oh my gosh! I'm not. No, scrap that question. That's ridiculous. No one. Is it twelve? It's seven for those oh. who want to. I'm not <laughs> counting it though. All right, we're moving on from a Christmas Carol. Those oh. are the there's there's only like five on each, and the okay. rest of them I don't like. Okay, um, Christmas with the Cranks, two thousand and four. Like You've definitely yep. seen. I this. see. I watched that one most years. Okay, here we go. In the two thousand and four Christmas comedy, Christmas with the Cranks, mm-hmm. what country does Crank's daughter leave for on the day after Thanksgiving, causing them to decide to forego Christmas festivities? Is it Peru? It is Peru. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job. Okay, next question. Which two actors play the movies? Now, I don't normally like questions like this, but it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, down the line. Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Which two <laughs> actors play the movie's leads, Mr. and Mrs. Crank? It is Jamie I was gonna Lee say Curtis that and Tim Allen. When you said the title of the movie, I was going to say who was in it. And then I thought I'd wait and see if it was a question. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Thanks. Okay. Question number six. What do the Cranks decide to do instead of having a traditional Christmas? They're going to skip Christmas to go on a cruise. Can you tell me where the cruise is? Caribbean cruise. Yes. A 10-day Caribbean cruise. Is it a North American thing to say Caribbean? Yeah. I say Caribbean. I feel like I used to say Caribbean when I was little. I say Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would say like a Caribbean cruise just because that's how it's always broadcast here. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Question number seven. Who comes home for Christmas to surprise Luther and Nora? Their daughter. And? Her boyfriend, or fiance, I guess. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations. The daughter's name is Claire. Yes. Uh, no. Is it not? No. 
What is it? It is Blair. Blair. Ah. Their daughter Blair and her fiance Enrique. Enrique. Mm-hmm. I remember because they spell the sign like Enrique because mm-hmm. the cops don't know how to spell Enrique. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Racist. Um, <laughs> last question on the Christmas cranks. No, Christmas with the cranks. Question number eight overall. Which adjective best describes the Christmas tree in Christmas with the Cranks? And I think there's options here. Verdant, scraggly, or dying? Fuck this question. This is not... We're not answering that question. The answer is scraggly, but it's a stupid question. I don't like it. I'm I'm, I'm vetoing the question. Okay. Okay. Have you seen the movie Deck the Halls, 2006? <laughs> Long time ago, but I wouldn't be able to answer questions about it, I don't think. It's on Netflix, I think. Elf. Elf. 2003. We've definitely seen. I know you've seen. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Question number eight. In the 2003... Three? (laughs) In the 2003 film Elf, what name is given to the human child Santa accidentally carries to the North Pole? Buddy. The human child is named Buddy. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. By the Buddy way, the elf. What's I, your favorite color? I would be hitting the ding, ding, ding button, but my iPad is my soundboard, and I'm using the iPad to view the quiz, so I can't. I can't. And I'm, I'm sorry. You just have to live without the sound effects. Um, question number nine. In the 2003 Christmas comedy Elf, what was the first rule of the Code of Elves? The first rule. The first rule of the Code of Elves. Treat every day like Christmas. Wow. Good job, (laughs) Nick. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. I can't remember the second one, but then the third one is the... The first rule of the Elves is treat every day like Christmas. Yeah. Good job. I would not have got that. In the 2003 film Elf, what is the make and model number of the 500 reindeer-powered jet turbo engine (laughs) that powers Santa's sleigh? I knew you were going to ask that once that started. Um, something 5,000. Mm. No? It's around like a Santa thing, so I'll give you that as a clue. Hmm. I can't remember. Uh, something 5,000 I thought it was called but what's your final answer I don't know the reindeer 5,000 unfortunately you are wrong Mm. it is the Kringle 3,000 the Kringle 3,000 his Santa's super sled engine was called the Kringle 3,000 so you got that one wrong I'm afraid question number 11 the actor who plays the elf Ming Mong also <laughs> appeared. Uh, no, we're not doing that. I'll read the question, but it's not counting. The actor who plays the elf Ming Mong also appears in a Christmas story. What is that actor's name? It is Peter Billingsley. Hmm. Never heard of him. Um, what kind of company does Walter start? A book publishing company. A publishing company is correct. Ding ding ding, and that's all the elf questions. But I will ask you a bonus elf question off the top of my head. Okay. What are the basic food groups of an elf? (laughs) 
sugar, sugar cane, sugar corn, or no, candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup, or maple syrup. Are you sure? That's my final answer. Okay, so there are four. Mm-hmm. And candy, you were saying? Candy canes, candy corns, and syrup or maple syrup. That is correct. The yeah. four main food groups of an elf are candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Yep. And then what does he put it on? This is just for spaghetti. Fun. He does put it on spaghetti. And okay. he puts it in his coffee at some point. Have you seen the movie Ernest Saves Christmas, 1988? No. Okay. Pass that. Four Christmases. Yep, we've seen that one. Four Christmases, 2008, starring Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, and other people. (laughs) Okay. In the 2008 film Four Christmases, what are the central couple's first names? Ooh. That's a good question. Their first names? Mm Mm-hmm. I can hear Vince Vaughn's voice. Yeah, obviously. I can't. can't. I wouldn't get this. No way. I've seen the movie a few times, but never would get this. But they're pretty standard names. I can't remember. I will give you a clue. One of them, Mm -hmm. your mum fancies... And one of them is Royal Family. Well, Brad is mm-hmm. his name. Kate? Yes, it is Brad and Kate. I'm not going to give you the point, though. Rude. <laughs> yeah, it's too obvious. The, the hint after I gave it, I was like, yeah, fuck, anyone could get that, even without seeing the movie. So it doesn't count. Anyone but could get someone my mom fancies. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Okay, in the 2008 comedy Four Christmases, what island do Vince and Reese's characters, i.e. Brad and Kate, plan to visit before they are forced to visit their families? Burma. They're inoculating babies in Burma. So they tell their families they're going to Burma, but where are they actually going? Oh, um, Fiji? Yes, good job, Mickey. Ding, ding, ding. They tell their families they are planning to go to Burma, but they are really going to Fiji. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. It says bonus point if you get the Burma part, so I'm going to give you two for that. Woo! So that's a yes and a yes. And we're on to question number 16. What is one of the two other names that Four Christmases is known as? Why would I know that? I don't know that. Stupid question. We're vetoing it. <laughs> Moving on. Anywhere but home and four holidays is what it's also known as. Hmm. Okay. On which day is Brad and Kate's child born? New Year's Day. Yeah, that's correct. But why? Why would why would you know that? Because what? Because at the end of the movie, they are the first baby born on New Year's Day. So then the camera crew comes in. Yep. Very good. Very very good. Okay. Question number 17. Where did Brad and Kate get trapped while traveling? Where do they get trapped? Yeah, just where does it all kick off? Like, where do they live? No. Oh, at the airport? Yeah. 
I would hardly say they're trapped there. Do you know the name of the airport or the location of the airport? Is it LAX? I don't know. No. JFK? San Francisco International Airport. Yeah. I'm going to still give you it. You said airport. That's correct. All right. Have you seen Holiday Inn 1942? <laughs> Obviously don't think not. So. How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2000. Is that Jim Carrey's? Should be. Then yes. 2000, right? That's going to be the older one. It's like 80s. It had to be not 70s, that. 60s, 40s. Oh. <laughs> um, in the 2000 feature film version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what was the name of the mountain range where Whoville was located? Oh. Oh my goodness. Why would I know the mountain? I don't know. Why would you? Like, on, a, on a snowflake in Who Town, in Whoville, on the mountain range of Fle. Fle? I don't, I don't know the mountain range. His heart grew two times. Three sizes. Three sizes. Um, okay, I'm going to point this down as wrong. The mountain range is called the Pontoos. I want to know when they even say that. Yeah, fucking right at the start, I bet. Um, who wrote the... Okay, maybe you'll know this. Who wrote the picture book that was Dr. inspirational Seuss. for the 2000 film How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Dr. Seuss. Interrupt one more time, then you're <laughs> going to be out of the podcast. I'll edit you right out. I'll just be talking to myself. I'll go crazy. Why do I have to let you finish the question yeah, if I'm I already kidding. know who it is? It is Dr. Seuss. That is correct. Where does How the Grinch Stole Christmas take place? Whoville. Mm, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no because yes, but we need a specific answer of where Whoville is. On a snowflake. Yes, inside a snowflake. I will allow that. We already said it. Yeah, I know, but it's still a question. That was question number 20. We're on to 21. <laughs> what is it? Like 10. Blackjack. 10 plus 10. 21. Something like that. Well, that's 20. I know, but the vine was like, what's oh. 10 plus 10? It's like 21. Okay. Um, How many sizes does the Grinch's heart grow <laughs> Three sizes. once he gets feelings? <laughs> yes. Ding, ding, ding. We answered all these questions before we sizes. even started. <laughs> what does Cindy Lou give M- Max the Grinch's dog? Apparently. I don't remember this scene, what but if Lou this is Max? correct, this is brilliant. What does Cindy Lou give Max the Grinch's dogs? A sweater? Dog. I don't know. No, incorrect. She passes him a plate of green eggs and ham. What? I've never seen that. <laughs> I've never noticed that. We have to that. look out for yeah. that. That's pretty cool, if so. Have you seen It's a Wonderful Life 1946? No. I've only seen it once and we had to watch it in school. And Honestly, I, didn't really care I started watching it and realized it was about a guy who wanted to commit suicide and thought that I don't want to watch this at Christmas time. My coaster got stuck on my drink and now I'm here. Yeah. Right? Not like the perfect setup to a Christmas movie. But I didn't Is this really the one where he's chance. deaf in one ear? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Mm. But maybe. I think he falls on the ice and his ear gets frozen or something and he loses hearing in one ear. Something crazy like that happens. Hmm. Anyway, have you seen Jingle All the Way with Arnold? I mean, yes, but like twice. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's also not that movie. Uh, okay. Do you want to go for those questions or not? Do you think I can do them? I don't know. I've not read them. 
Probably not. We'll move on. <laughs> oh, you've not seen this one, but this is a staple in the UK, I know for sure. Miracle on 34th Street. No. In all fairness, I think this is suggesting the 1947 version, which is not the one you want to see. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 1989. I have seen it, but not very much either. All right, we'll skip it. Uh, I've never heard of that movie. Santa Claus the Movie, 1985. Mm. Not Scrooged, like the Santa 1988. Claus. I have seen Scrooge too, but I don't know. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I've never seen that. I don't watch that. The Polar Express. I've seen The Polar Express. 2004. I know that one. Okay. In the 2004 animated feature... The Tom Polar... Hanks. <laughs> the Polar Express. I'm just kidding. What letters does the conductor punch into the main character Billy's Polar Express ticket when he punches it? I have no idea. I do remember seeing punches. Like NB or something like that. Ooh. I'm thinking like non-believer or something because he doesn't think he believes in Santa. Okay. So it is B and E. Mm. So you are incorrect. Why does he punch Well, I just Googled it because I did not know. Okay, magic tickets are magical shiny golden tickets which the Believe. children need to have punched in order to travel to the Polar Express as passengers. Sorry, on the Polar Express as passengers. One side has a picture of the train coming out of the tunnel while the other side reads round trip. In the center are the words Polar Express. Um, Just read why they punch them. Can, uh, ah, the conductor goes around to punch the tickets right after the train passes by. He first comes to Hero Boy, who looks confused, so he suggests checking his pocket. Hero Boy only finds a hole in his right pocket, so the conductor suggests the left, and sure enough, there is a ticket. He then punches it, and the know-it-all gets Do we his not know punched. this he kid's claims, name? He claims to Hero Boy <laughs> that the conductor is showing off his punching and wonders what this his L-E means. L-E? Hmm. This is very strange. Now we're, we're suggesting it's not... I don't like this website. Da, na, 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 <laughs> Google, why is the Polar Express so creepy? <laughs> it is really creepy. I think the animation style is pretty scary. It's like too lifelike but not lifelike enough at the same time yeah i think if that makes any sense l and e right um maybe this will just have to be something we find out later oh no he gets b and e because later it gets fully stamped out to say believe ah and then later on someone else has learn so that's where the l and e is coming in maybe I mean, you read it, so it must be true. Yeah, lesson one, learn. For the know-it-all kid, the film, the conductor punches the words learn onto his ticket, so fitting for this annoying character. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. There no, we go. I didn't get that one right. No, that is that is a wrong. We're going we're gonna to say no to that. And we all learned something, and I'm glad we did. Okay, next question. <laughs> question number 23. What noted actor... 
provided the conductor's voice for the 2004 animated film The Polar Express. Tom Hanks. That is correct. <laughs> he also voices the homeless man. I feel like he's half the characters in that movie. He is, probably. In the movie, how many children on the train are referred to by their names? Oh, only one, the main character. They said he was Hero Boy. Well, we're now needing his name. But we just said that he doesn't have one. He does, though. We were wrong. They just, in this other article, they called him Hero Boy, but I don't know why. That was a dumb article. We skipped it. That's why we left. Oh. Name for the character? Couldn't tell you. At least I think it's the main character. Let me just check. Oh my gosh. This segment is just Reese Googling. I know the Polo Express, but I don't really, because I am on the bandwagon that it's creepy. But I, I get that it's a good movie. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I know where we're at. Everyone's screaming. This is one of those where people are screaming at me. Okay. Here we go. Hero Boy is Hero Boy. Okay, that's the main character. He's just Hero Boy, no name. There's Know-It-All, who is the kid with glasses. The little kid? The annoying... He has a name? The only character to have a name is the little kid who gets lost. Yeah. And they have to find him. See, that's what I thought. Hero Boy, Know-It-All, Hero Girl, Conductor, and then this guy. I still don't know it, but I did know... I did think that that is who it was referring to. Hmm. He's the little boy that Santa I really don't know. Forgot. It's Billy. Billy! I do remember that. Yeah, it's Billy. Billy! Question number They're 25. Yelling, Billy. In the movie, how many children on the train are referred to by... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I read that one. How did the hero boy lose the bell? I technically just it read. Fell out of his pocket because there was a hole. There's a hole in his pocket, dear Lizer. So the Lizer, bell fell. So the Lizer. bell fell. Yep. Last question. For whom does the bell ring? Santa. No. Everyone, we're all gonna die. <laughs> well, it, the bell rings if you believe in Santa. I assume that Billy heard the bell ring, and then that's what made the kid get all uppity. It's it's one of those technical questions where it's like it's not actually. You said the correct answer already. Is it the, Santa? No, the bells ring can only be heard by those who truly oh, believe. Yeah. So yeah, I will allow that. You said it. Billy oh. does say at some point that he can hear the bell, though, right? Yeah, I'm sure he does. And then that's when Hero Boy is like Tim mm-hmm. Allen, the Santa Claus movies. I've seen that. You want the first one? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. In the 1994 The Santa Claus, what is the restaurant that Tim Allen's character Scott Calvin takes his son to after burning the Christmas turkey? I hop. The International House of Pancakes. That is incorrect. What is it, Denny's? And I'm mad at you. It is Denny's. Come Americans on. always go to IHOP, though. They go to Denny's. No, we go to Denny's, but they go to IHOP. We go to Denny's in America. I know, but that's like <laughs> close to Canada. All right. Okay, it's Danny's, whatever. In the 19... Oh, sorry. Referring to the 1994 film, The Santa Claus, what is the name of the dark-haired head elf that Scott Calvin meets when he first arrives at North Pole? Who's the head elf? What's his name? Oh. Bernard. Yes! Wow! 
when did you draw that one from? Mm. That was I'm impressed. I do you want to? That came from. Do you want to do the Santa Claus two? No, not really. All I know is that he needs to get married. Your mm. feet are in my way. Well, one of the questions you would know the answer to. <laughs> Santa Claus 3. I don't know any of them but the first okay. one. White Christmas, 1954? No. I am fucking raging here, people. That's the end of the article. There's no Home Alone? There was no Home Alone. Maybe Home Alone is just too obvious. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty upset with that. Let's well, how did I do? We're adding Home Alone. Oh. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do a Christmas quiz without Home Alone. Exactly. We're gonna do Home Alone one, then we're gonna do Home Alone two, and then that'll be the end of the quiz. Okay. Is there any others we've really forgot? Main ones. I would say the Home Love Alones actually, and Elf are the big the ones. The holiday. BuzzFeed, only true Home Alone fans will score at least 13 out of 15 on this trivia quiz. Okay. First off, how old is Kevin? Eight. That is correct. What year was the movie released? 1990, 1992, 1994, 1996. 1994. I think it's 1990. I'm going 1994, though. Wrong. It is 1990. Damn. I, I, I was right. <laughs> just going to point that out there. This is your quiz. Uh, I was right. <laughs> I don't see the answers on this one, though. I just hit the button and yeah, it tells okay. me. John Hughes served as the director. True or false? Yas. Yas? <laughs> true. It's false, man. What? John Hughes is not the director. Oh, who directs it? I think it's Steven Spielberg. Is it? John Fairly Hughes wrote certain. it. Home Alone. Drum roll, please. You shouldn't ask me to do a drum roll. I don't know how. No, you have no rhythm. John is mad. Home Alone is directed by Dan Mazur. Is it written by John Hughes? <laughs> I'm Googling as fast as I, I can. I told with you, one this finger. is the Reese Googles podcast. John Hughes is a filmmaker. Oh my gosh, Reese. Who wrote the script for Home Alone? It's saying John Hughes, so yes, he wrote okay, the script. He wrote it. I guess he didn't direct it. And John Hughes, for those who don't know, fill everyone in. Huge director. What did he do? Everything. In the... Actually, I don't know if he is a director now that we're even talking about it. You said filmmaker. Goodness. He's like a big 80s guy, I think. He did all the, like, Say Anything, Pretty in Pink, those type movies. Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller. The Breakfast Club, yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3, Uncle Buck... Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles. Pretty big guy. Okay. Don't talk about him like that. So, we got that one wrong. Okay, where is the McAllister family planning to go on Paris? vacation? And I couldn't even get the question out without doing the accent. They are going to Paris? They are going to Disneyland Paris, yes. Not Disneyland, just Paris. <laughs> All right, 
Kevin is not the youngest child. True or false? Now, this is a dumb in question. In the family? I don't know. I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't know. Kevin is the youngest child. Normally, you say youngest child in the family. So, let's say the McAllister family. Well, in their household, mm-hmm. he is the youngest, but I think Fuller is younger than him. That's his cousin. And that would be in the movie. Right? What do you want to do here? I think we say false because I think they're asking about the whole family that we get to see. They have said false is correct, so you get that right. So I guess they're including Fuller, Fuller. but Fuller is his cousin, not in his direct family. Although it is Macaulay Culkin's real-life brother. Fun fact. What causes the McAllisters to oversleep? I can give you options. The power is out so their alarm clocks don't go off. Alarm clocks were reset, never set an alarm, stayed up too late, or took a sleeping pill. <laughs> they all took a sleeping pill. Yeah, they all... <laughs> the pizza was drugged. Crushed out. Um, can you name this character? I will describe him to you. What? Because <laughs> you can't see the iPad. And because podcast. Bold. Bold. Where's a little As in... black toque? Did you say Bald. Or bold? Bold. As in, like, I don't he's know. got a bald head. <laughs> yeah, you just said bold the second time, but bold. when you're saying it by itself, you're saying bold. Bold. Bald. Bald head, wears a little black <laughs> toque, and a gray... Hairy. And a gray scarf and jacket. Hairy. I have to type in the answer. Oh. So <laughs> Guess Harry. Correct. Bold. What about this character? I'll describe him to you. Oh my gosh. Is it Marv? Tall. <laughs> Thin. Shaggy-ish. It's going to be Marv, I look. think. Your guess is Marv. The correct answer is Marv. <laughs> well, that's fucking dumb. Gonna... I'm going to describe him to you. Mm-hmm. When are the wet bandits planning to break into Kevin's house? They're asking for what day? Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve. Christmas Eve. Correct. <laughs> what type of band does Kate hitch a ride with? A polka band. Polka, polka, polka. That is correct. What's the name of Kevin's next door neighbor? Old Man Marley. Correct. What does Kevin accidentally steal from the store? A toothbrush. Correct. You have to pay for that. Jimmy, Whoa. stop that boy. He lies on the ice. Mm-hmm. Whoa. 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 <laughs> yeah. What type of food does Kevin order for takeout? Pizza. Give me the flavor. Cheese pizza, just for me. A whole cheese pizza, just for me. Yes. Um, what's the first movie Kevin watches when he figures out he's alone? The Angels with Filthy Souls? <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Uh, again, there's multiple choice here, but you're flying through. Um, finally, what's the burglar's calling card? They leave the taps running. Yep, leaving water running. Correct. 
You scored 13 out of 15. Not too for shabby. For that particular quiz. Now we're doing oh, <laughs> the second one. 2. And I then feel like we've been recording this podcast for a long time. We are 15 seconds away from an hour. Oh, it feels longer than that. Home Alone 2 quiz. How's everybody doing? I hope you guys got 13 out of 15 as well. Maybe even more. If you did, let us know at Pineapple Theory underscore podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. You filthy animals. Um, I'm not seeing a Home Alone... Oh, crap. Fuck. I typed in Home Alone 2 alone. <laughs> rather than quiz. <laughs> Like the show Home where they two? have to hide alone, <laughs> like or they have oh, to live where in they the have woods. to survive. <laughs> Kevin McAllister alone in the wilderness. Yeah, they should really do that. How well do you know Home Alone Two, you filthy animal? We haven't watched this one yet this year, so no, we have not. But tonight it's happening. What event occurred that caused Kevin to wind up in New York rather than Florida with his family? He got on the wrong airplane. Correct. He got on the wrong plane. Why did Kevin not want to go to Florida for Christmas vacation? Because he didn't know if Santa would find them or something. Okay, so multiple choice is because there were no reindeer, because there are no Christmas trees in Florida, because it's too warm for hot chocolate, or he's afraid of hurricanes. Okay, it's the Christmas trees in Florida, because I was torn between that and Santa. They make a comment about, will Santa even find them or something like that? Or maybe... The correct answer is because there are no Christmas trees in Florida. Kevin didn't really want to go to Florida for Christmas vacation because he had the misguided misconception that there are no Christmas trees in Florida. But that isn't the real... Sorry, that, but that isn't the reason he winds up in New York. This is just a mistake caused by him not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know that. How old was Macaulay Culkin when he was in Home Alone 2 portraying 10-year-old Kevin McAllister? How old was he actually? 9, 12, 18, or 7? 12. I think it's got to be 12, right? Yeah, because he was definitely older than 8 in the first one. He's 12. Congratulations. What was so special about the snow used in this Home Alone compared to the others in the movie series? Is it multiple choice? Yellow snow cones were made. (laughs) Snow was made from real sugar. Real snow was used, or snow was imported from Paris. Snow was made from sugar. That is wrong. It's mm. real snow was used in Home Alone 2 versus Home Alone 1. Interesting. Right? It's gotta be I real guess because it's in New York. Where yeah, did they film the first Chicago. one? Chicago. Yeah, there's snow in Chicago. Hmm. Well, you got that one wrong. Hmm. I was going to guess real snow because of all the New York scenes. I was like, it has to be real snow. There's no way they're faking that. Um, What real store was the toy store based on? F-O, sorry, F-A-O, Schwarch, Toys R Us, KB's, or Macy's? I don't know. The first one? That is correct. I didn't F-A-O think it was any of the other ones. The store itself was named after the exclusive producer, but it was a version of the executive? real life. Uh, yes, executive <laughs> producer, but it was a version of the real life store that was in New York City. F.A. Schwartz, the rookery building in Chicago, was the exterior of the store you see in the film. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. 
Question number 49. What scenes were removed from the movie after 2001? Scenes of Kevin. I assume the Twin Towers. Scenes of Kevin visiting Boston Marathon. Scenes of Kevin using Fort Hood. Scenes of Kevin visiting the World Trade Center. Scenes of Kevin visiting SeaWorld. The World Trade Center. It's got to be, right? 2001? Yes, that is correct. See, I swear that I've seen him visit the World Trade Center in it. Well, you maybe have seen the original cut movie. I'm sure it's hopping around. Um, There was a scene where Kevin visits many of New York City's landmarks, including Kevin visiting the World Trade Center. This scene was removed from TV broadcasts after 2001 out of respect for the victims of the September 11th terrorist attacks and their families. What president makes appearance in Home Alone 2? Donald J. Trump, George Washington, Bill Clinton, or Jimmy Carter? Bill Clinton? Hmm? Oh! Mickey. I thought it meant current president. It's Trump is in it, but I thought it was what president was in the movie. I'll allow you to correct that, but shocked. Yes, it's Donald J. Trump. Well, because Bush should have been president at the time, I think. So then I was thinking who would have been president then? And I was like, oh, well, maybe Clinton was before Bush. I misunderstood it. What flew into Marv's mouth, (laughs) later described as revolting? What flew into Marv's mouth? A pigeon, a tarantula, a spray of basement water, or a handful of change? It's got to be a pigeon? I don't know. I'm thinking it's a pigeon. Correct. (laughs) In the pigeon attack scene from the pigeon lady at the park, a real pigeon flew into actor Daniel Stern's mouth. He later reported that it was revolting. (laughs) Did not know that. I would not want a pigeon in my mouth. No. In the first film, Kevin watches a movie, Angels with Filthy Souls, and he records pieces from it. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the movie he uses in Home Alone 2? See, that's a good question. There's, there's, there's multiple choice, but oh. they're going to fuck with your head, I think, so you better think of it. It's along the same lines of an angel with filthy souls. It's something like that. Okay, so your options are angels with even filthier souls. No. <laughs> Angels with even filthier seals. No. Angels with even filthier souls, spelt souls, as in like your soul inside rather than soul of your shoe. Angels with even filthier stools. Okay, well, it's angels with even filthier souls, as in the souls inside your body. Yes, correct. Why do you think that would fuck with me? That was the most obvious. I didn't really read the answers. I just saw angels with even, and it all started. So I was like, oh, this could maybe mess with you. I don't know. Trying to give you benefit of the doubt. When Kevin arrives in New York, how is it he manages to stay in such a nice hotel? He's got his papa's credit card. He his has dad. his father's <laughs> credit card. Is correct. Known as the Wet Bandits for leaving Sticky faucets bandits. running in the first movie. <laughs> you interrupted again. Um, what did the bad guys call themselves in the sequel? Sticky bandits. The stanky bandits, (laughs) the sticky bandits, the wetter bandits, or the dry bandits. Sticky. They should have been the stanky. Stanky. Stanky bandits. Do you know why? Because they come out the truck smelling of fish. They do. They stanky. Sure, they stanky. What was the character's name? Sorry, what was the character's name of the shorter bad guy played by Joe Pesci? Harry. I need the second name. Harry Lime. Harry Lime, Harry Mime, or Harry Lame? 
when do we know this? Don't know. Maybe I it's guess on in the, the newspaper. Police. Yeah, in the newspaper. It's not lime. Definitely not hairy lime. It's so Harry Lime, Harry Mime, Harry Lame. Why are you saying hairy different? Because the first one is hairy. As, as in, in like, hairy why do you, those things sound the same? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Harry, hairy. They're both hairy. No, you can be hairy or you can be named Harry. Nope, they're both hairy. Harry and Harry? They're just hairy. <laughs> you North Americans, you butcher things. Um, I'm going. What's the third one? Mime. Harry Mime. That one, I guess. Incorrect. It is Harry Lime. Why would we? Why would whose name is Lime? I don't know. I was Sorry to all lime. the limes out I there. I was thinking but... Lime because everyone's Harry Mime and Harry Lame. That sounds make it up. But Harry Lime doesn't <laughs> sound made up, and it's a made okay. up name. Although he was pretty a pretty lame guy, he wasn't very hairy. Especially after his hair was burned off in the first movie. True. The character's name was Harry Lime, a fitting name for such a sour personality of the second Sticky Bandit played by Joe Pesci. Hmm. Kevin's brother gets a slip of paper from Cedric and shows it to Kevin's father. What was it? I don't know who Cedric is. Cedric is the hotel staff guy. Can you read the question again? Kevin's brother gets a slip of paper from oh, Cedric it's the and shows it room to service Kevin's bill. father. What was it? A room service bill for $967, the bill for the room, a letter of thanks, or a Christmas card. The room service bill for 900 something dollars. Correct. Yes. Question number 57. I'm going to call it at 60, okay? That's a lot of questions. What was the main oh, character's name in the movie played by actor Macaulay Culkin? Kevin McAllister. Correct. What one event again occurs that causes Kevin to wind up in New York? Kevin oversleeps. The family oversleeps. A storm. Kevin has everyone upset. Well, Kevin is always upsetting everybody. I know. And he does cause a problem. What one but they oversleep again, I think. Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Oh, yeah. 59. What does Kevin do to entertain himself on Christmas Eve? He goes to see the pigeon lady. He watches television, has a big dinner, goes to a movie, or tours the city in a limo. On Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Can you read them again? Watches television, has a big dinner, goes to a movie, tours the city in a limo. Tours the city in a limo. That is correct. The only one that he actually does, but... Last question, okay? Mm-hmm. Who did Kevin meet in Central Park that gave him a scare? But later in the movie, he has a touching scene with... The pigeon lady. A police officer, (laughs) a little girl his age, a homeless guy with a dog, or a homeless lady feeding pigeons? Homeless lady feeding pigeons. Correct. All right, that's 60 questions. We're going to call it there. The quiz is still going on for a long fucking time, but we're calling it there. 60. Well done, Mick. That is a good job.
I have to go through and see what of 60 questions okay, I got Here's right. how many you got wrong. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You got 11 wrong. Mm. So, if we do 60 divided by 11 times by 100, nope, we do 11 yeah, divided by 60 times what? by 100. You are 18% wrong. So you got 72. Huh? I got 81%, 82% of them right. How'd you work that out? Well, oh. <laughs> throw your phone to the table, why don't you? I dropped it. No need to be mad about it. I got 60. Yeah. Then I minus the 11 that I got wrong. Yeah. 60 minus 11. 49. 49. Oh, yeah, it's 49 divided by, divided by 60. 60 times by 100 equals 81%. Good job, Mick. Well, 81.6. So, so I can 80, round it to 82%. 82% correct. Got 82. There you go. So right. you got 49 out of 60 for 82% correct. Yep. And I think that that deserves a round of applause. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've had a great time. Mickey, thanks for joining me, and thanks for answering all those questions for everybody. It's been a fun Christmas quiz episode. <laughs> it be... has. You sound like, I don't know, either really bored or like a peaceful old man. I'm a peaceful old man. I feel I'm... pretty peaceful now that the, the I'm initial I'm kind of yawny. I think the, the booze is making me tired, yeah, me so I need, I need another shot or a pick-me-up or something. But I'm going to hit the outro, and we're going to end this episode. As always, you can follow us on Spotify and Instagram at pineapple theory underscore podcast. We appreciate everyone for listening, liking, and following us on both platforms. Sorry John couldn't be here. I've been one of your hosts, Reese, with my co-host for the day, McKinley. As Bye. always, we'll see you fucking later. You stay classy, San Diego. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.